0: excuse me this show is behind the shem shemas, Schem- sch- the schemes. schemes
1: behind the schemes with threes as ease badradio.live and leave a scream mail six one two two six 263 sxxy and they're running a porn site on
2: our show here This program contains mature subject matter Including Maladjusted youth masochistic hillbillies And the excitement of the price is right It may be deemed Inappropriate for our younger viewers Viewer discretion advised
0: I would like If I may To take you ...on a strange journey.
2: I'm going to do it twice. I can put on these glasses g- g- or start these mad tracks. In. You maniac! What is a man? When we are successful, we do it again.
3: Sue me, I'm colorful Doesn't mean I belong in here Making potholders with the wackos Besides, what gives you the right to judge other people anyway?
1: The diploma Judging people is pretty much the main benefit
3: That and the license plates with MD on them You can park almost anywhere And when you think about it Isn't that exactly the point? Parking And driving, and shopping, and eating, and working. Somewhere, somehow, they all got chewed up and spit back out. They don't taste like living anymore. Don't you see what it's like in this deranged, wearing blender of a world? Every day is an agonizing ordeal. Like balancing a pot of scalding water on your head while people whip your legs and butt. you never forget your senior prom. You think I'm sick? Well, the only disease I've got is modern life. A schnut-busting gauntlet of inefficiency and misery that's one long parade of letdowns, putdowns, trickle-downs, shutouts, freeze-outs, sell-outs, numb-nuts, nick-and-puts, and puts and ninrods. All making every day as much fun as waxing a flaming Pontiac with your tongue. Where even if you do luck into the possibility of some fleeting pleasure, like, say, if some nymphomaniac telephone operators with the muscle control of Romanian mat-slappers agree to a little strip air hockey, it'll be over before it starts. Because some vowel-lacking, fetter reaking cab jockey slams his checker up your hatchback, and the cab is owned by some piñata spank from a Santeria cult in Wakapa who starts shaking chicken bones at you and gives you a boil on your neck so big, all it needs is Michael Jordan's autograph to make it complete. And even with all this, with all this, I still drag my sorry butt off the ceiling every morning and stick my face in the reaping machine for one more day, knowing when it's time to flash the cosmic card key at those pearly gates, I won't be in the coffin anyway, because some underhanded undertaker sold my heart, pancreas, and other assorted good and plenty to the same centuria cult. So does anybody really wonder why anybody is hanging on to sanity by the atoms on the tips of their fingernails while life dirty dances on their digits? And is it really any wonder that I seem deranged? that's probably nothing you haven't heard a hundred times before this is a new live son of a bitch.
4: live item tag enabled it's episode 90 of behind the schemes for march 27 2022 and i am booberry black knight of the mothman
5: and all the way from way the hell over here on the brev coast where things get stranger and stranger by the day my name is lavish you know what you are lavish what is that? Yeah. You're lit, baby. You're lit. You're lit. <laughs> Some say that. I could be lit. You, I think that we are lit, actually. We're lit right now on the, uh, on the old CurioCaster. Yes, for the first time ever. Uh, well, technically not
4: first time ever, because we did do a test broadcast yesterday. But officially, we are now broadcasting over at CurioCaster.com using the live item tag. That's right. That's right. right. It's a big deal. Yes, it is a very big deal. Armed with a
0: live tag in one hand and a
4: pair of scissors in the other. <laughs> this is a
0: new live son of a bitch. I like it.
1: What is BTS? <laughs> <laughs> what is BTS? What's the name of the show? BTS? Was it stand uh, Behind the scenes. Oh, behind, behind the Schemes, games. of course. I knew yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, good to see everybody. Yes, this is behind the schemes. This is a show that we host every Monday night at seven thirty Pacific, nine thirty Central, ten thirty Eastern. We're following up No Agenda today at the very gracious um, uh, grace, the gracious grace of uh, Mister Sir Bemrose. Yeah, it's curator of The uh, No Agenda stream. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking about some uh, some walled cities. In China that were abandoned and occupied, we're going to be talking about a couple of things, a couple different things tonight, or this afternoon, I suppose. Yeah,
4: it's a little weird to do this show in the daytime. Uh, (laughs) Maybe to help rectify that, I can hit you with today's tarot card, which comes from the Line Strider deck. It is the Nine of Wands Upright. Nine of Wands is the card for today, folks. Uh some keywords is resilience, strength, wounded but victorious and entrenched. I like this card. It's uh it's a it's a humanoid fox with a dagger and he's he's battle worn. He's got a bandage on it bandage on his head and uh he's surrounded by staves. Uh, nine of them. Mm-hmm. The Nine of Wands line strider shows a man, in this case a male fox, who is injured but stands tall. He is standing in front of Nine Sticks, which stands for assets, experience, or positions he must defend. This is usually a message encouraging you to pay attention to your rights, believe in yourself, and defend your position or property. It is time to gather your experiences and life lessons. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, it's usually, traditionally, it's a weak-looking man. In this case, it's replaced with a fox. Um, who looks like he's just come out of a battle or something, and he's hanging on to one of the nine ones like a staff, like, uh, and the wand itself traditionally represents uh, inspiration, motivation. So he's he's leaning on his ambitions and on his inspiration um, to keep him upright, and meanwhile, the eight other ones are all around him, uh, forming like a sort of a wall. So. Yeah, like you said, sort of battle weary, wounded, but but surviving. That's the card that uh, the Nine of Wands generally represents to me.
4: Yes, uh, I don't think we've gotten this card before. Um, I can hit you with no. some uh, some final messages from it. When the lines when the Nine of Wands line strider appears, the first and best thing that you should do is take a deep breath and a uh, deep and calm breath. Don't lo- excuse me. Don't let worry overwhelm you. Spend only once a day or once an hour thinking about your concerns, if necessary. Uh, At least one of your worries is just your own imagination. Be specific about what's scaring you and put it aside. What are the real possibilities of the problem, if it actually helps? Comfort yourself, and if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Asking for help is a sign of a strong
5: person. Hmm. That's good to remember sometimes. I like that card. So, I like it too. If you would like to
4: check that card out, it's featured at the top of our show notes, which is over at zososcorner.substack.com. Z O S O S -S corner.substack.com. We post all of the material that we discuss for the episode
5: up in there. We got pictures, we got show art, we got all sorts of crazy shit. And not only that, but the notes themselves are actually very nice to look at. We've got a beautiful, the the, the layout is gorgeous, and uh, we think that the show notes themselves are like a supplement to this show, because not only do they reference everything that we're going to talk about, they'll also provide images that we can't show you, uh, obviously through a podcast, and it'll provide uh, a number of other visual elements that you might find quite stimulating. Yeah, and you can find that at uh, the substack, Zoso's Corner. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this card, I like this card. I feel like the whole world is kind of in the Nine of Wands right now. Not to get too hokey about it, but... It just seems like the the general vibe is everybody's trucking along and, and they've been through a lot and um, it's about to be summer and everybody's, despite all of the hardships, I think people are going to try and enjoy it as much as they can. You know, that's my take on it. Nah, we should just burn it all down. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the 10 of ones next time. No, just ice, please. <laughs> The zero of wands. Goodbye.
4: Nice. Yeah. Seem gorgeous. to be having some issues uh, getting this live tag to engage, but uh, we'll continue on that. This is a value for value production, meaning we don't have to sit here and waste your time by reading out uh, advertisements or any other corporate sponsorships. Um, the
5: right. uh, yeah. We'll thank our producers that we do have uh after our intermission a little later in the show we will give them credit but as far as commercials and things like that we got none of that because we operate on the fantastic value for value model mm-hmm, mm-hmm um i would like to go ahead and say
4: right out the gate again thank you to sir uh, sir ryan Bemrose and thank you to dave jones who facilitated the uh steps necessary to uh to get us to go live on Cariocaster. we really appreciate it um, if you want to reach out and help support this show, you can head over to badradio.live or behind the schemes, SCH3M3S.com, and come on over there and uh, touch
5: us. Yeah, reach out and touch us. And uh, if,
4: you, if you're if you looking for something else to touch, you can go over to... Okay, so, Lavish, you've heard of this new thing called uh, Podcasting 2.0, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. And you know that you can go over to new podcast apps, right? I mean, yes, get, they do. Yes. Get yourself yes, one yes. of the new fancy shiny apps that show chapters, transcripts. You can uh, boost SATS, which is streaming micropayments of uh cryptocurrency in the form of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to this show, there's a chance you're gonna have a better time over at nudepodcastapps.com. That's right, nude n U D E. Nude PodcastApps.com. Easy to remember. Hard to forget. Mm-hmm. You can head yep. over there and uh, get yourself something real fun to play with.
5: Yes, indeed. There's no shortage of fun new gadgets and gasmos all over the place here. So, yeah, it's fun. You can go to new podcast apps, get your podcasting 2.0 app. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. In yes. dubitably. Hey, baby, your daddy let you boost? You don't like the way you look. I guarantee it. That's
6: what
1: I always say. Boost me, bitch. Put on your 3D glasses now. It's the anticipation that's the hot part.
0: Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh end of story. six, one, two, two, six three seven nine 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 nine
2: gotta have those sexy numbers in
5: there. you know it, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we'll be taking screen mails, uh, throughout the show and, uh, we might even open up the phone lines, but that's kind of, we're still up in the air on that. And as a matter of fact, we might not do it. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see. But if you do give us a call at 612 and you leave us a scream mail, we will certainly play it on the air. Yes. Just like we're getting ready to play this first one.
4: Going to get primal. Wow. No, that was a, that was a lit primal scream. You
5: ever play a game called primal rage for the Genesis or super Nintendo? Yes. Yes. I, I love that game. I believe we talked about it in the past. They made a, a dumb movie, a remake movie with the rock out of, oh. out of primal. Rage. Oh no, no, no. You're thinking of a rampage. Oh, I'm thinking of rampage, not primal rage. Sorry. I'm getting my, sorry. <laughs> You're getting your I rage gotcha. mixed up. The, uh, my, my old games mixed up.
4: Primal Rage is a 2D uh, fighter game that was all dinosaurs and giant monkeys and shit. You could like, you could also eat people in that one too, but uh,
5: it was basically the same game. Yeah, you know, I mean, very similar games. But that was that oh. was great from the caller because uh, that that she the scream was so primal that the phone couldn't pick up the frequencies. It only had the limited band, uh, you know. That you could, that it could capture. And I feel like we, the phone didn't do us justice to, the, to that <laughs> fantastic scream. Thank you, caller, for that wonderful scream.
4: Yes, thank you. And that's uh, that wonderful moan that you just heard was the sound of our heligram, uh, excuse me, helipad, uh, with the boostergram coming through. And it's uh, boostergrams are the micro payments of uh, Satoshi's. And this one comes from Servo using Boost CLI, saying 3D glasses. Engaged. Servo again with 333. Thank you, Servo. Appreciate it, bro. He and Cotton Gin and C dubs will touch on it more in depth during the second, second half, but holy shit, they've uh they've really spruced up the
5: green room. Yeah, we can we can talk all about that uh, a little later. Uh, why don't we get into what we're gonna talk about today?
4: Let's uh I can I, let me do one short one more short voicemail and then we'll uh we'll roll okay. some dice. Yep, fire it up.
5: Oh, you wanted a screen mail. I'm sorry. All you could get was this skin flute mail. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Caller plays a mean skin flute. Thank
4: you, Caller. <laughs> Gonna tie my jester to my leg, to my leg. <laughs> Don't be so cultured right now. It's too early to it's be that cultured. deep cut for any of you Mojo fans out there. Mojo Nixon. <laughs> Very Gorgeous. cool. Very early. Yeah, legal. we'll be
5: getting in calls like that all the way through. You can call us at 612-263-7999 and let us know uh, what you're thinking. What's on your mind? Yes. And we just had
4: another Boostergram come through from Cotton Gin for 612 sats via the Fountain app. No message there, but uh, we appreciate it, Cotton Gin. Thank you, Cotton Gin.
5: Thank you, thank you. It's a cotton gin. Mm-hmm. All right. How do we want to do this today, the, the dice? Mm. Uh,
4: here's the challenge. I think we'll just take one d20 and roll for the highest. Mm. Uh, highest goes
5: first. Classic. Let's do it. All
1: radio.live and leave a scream mail 612-263-SXXY and they're running a porn site on our show here
4: finally grabbed that shorter one. <laughs> Oh, sweet
5: cool cool what'd you get all right you got a 12
4: oh damn son
5: Damn, I got a fifteen. Oh, damn, son! Damn, son! Oh, damn! All right, you gonna go first or last? Uh, I, I was, I kinda want to go last this time, if that's okay. That's totally fine. I'd love to go first if you don't mind. Sure, that's great. Works out perfectly. Certainly. 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 Yeah,
7: yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, that reference is all now. Nah, that's now nah, everyone knows who those guys are. Okay, so anyway, I showed you this stuff last night. I thought this was uh something it was something I stumbled upon, and it's something that I guess has quite a cult following in uh, certain underground circles. But I rediscovered myself, the Kowloon walled city in Hong Kong. Have you ever heard of this place? I have not. It turns out this place um, it it's got a deep history, as Hong Kong does, a very fascinating history but this walled city was a very, very small, condensed little, like super complex. It was only oh, yeah. six and a half acres uh, we're getting boots, boost all through the wazoo. Uh, it was about six and a half acres, uh, which isn't very large at all, but it was, it was de jure owned by China, by the Chinese government, specifically the Chinese nationalist government within British controlled Hong Kong. So, uh, Oh, let's play some clips just to warm people up to it. I got uh, Kellen Warren.
8: Now, there's every sort of industry in there in those sweatshops. They're making plastic handbags and... It's mainly mainly low-cost type of production. Uh, Plastic wear, fur, metalwork, woodwork, furniture, you name it. And food, and food in there. My blood runs cold, yeah. actually. Now, um, you say the police are in here, and they've yeah. cleaned the place up. Well, that's as maybe. But I can't believe your health and hygiene inspectors come here very often. They, they do, but we, we, they, we don't enforce the regulations in the city. Oh. We can't do anything about improving the health conditions and the environmental conditions. And
4: the t- are you saying that...
5: Uh, sorry, I played the wrong one. <laughs> that was clip two. We'll play clip one.
8: This is a sort of
5: oasis in this dreadful place.
8: Yes, it's, many people are quite surprised when they first come here because when they walk through the dark passageways with water dripping on them, all of a sudden you come out into this little courtyard with fresh air, light, and it's clean. And you can breathe, and nothing falls on your head, and only only, only a bit of pigeon True, true. In or fact, the in fact the buildings surrounding this courtyard have probably the best location in the whole city, in the sense that they have fresh air and light. Whereas those <laughs> are in between the main road and this courtyard are what we call the sandwich class, where they've got no fresh air and no light. So these are quite desired locations.
5: Hmm. No fresh air, no light. No fresh air, no light. So I've posted a picture in the chat. It can be a little bit difficult to picture, but this thing is, uh, is a tightly packed slum complex. It has a slight little uh, court that's offset the center. And I have a picture of that. That's in the uh, show notes as well. And, um, it was just a a filthy and highly packed, highly, uh, populous place. It was recorded as the most populously, play, uh, populously uh, resided place in the world uh, at, at the time, at least on record. Uh, but anyway, now let's see here. By 1990, the walled city contained 50,000 residents in a six and a half acre uh, area.
4: Six and a half acres?
5: Six and a half acres, yeah. And there was limited to 14 stories because this place happened to be in the direct path of the runway of the, uh, Hong Kong international airport. <laughs> so they weren't, they had airplanes flying directly over the buildings, like all day long. And there's actually a famous scene from uh, ghost in the shell um. of, of the plane, like flying over this very like tightly packed, dirty urban environment. And that's essentially ripped directly from this place, the Kowloon walled city. I'm sorry. Did you say uh, what year it it was? uh, They started construction on it. Well, it was constructed a long time ago and to get into it, I kind of have to get into the history of Hong Kong a little bit, which is fascinating. But uh, in Chinese history and culture in general, like for example, the word for city in Chinese is basically means wall, the Cheng. Uh, the walls are sacred; they're very important in Chinese culture, and they are essentially the embodiment of civilization and and um, end of cities in general. The city is is a wall, uh, so having it be a walled city, it, it 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 identifies itself in its own jurisdiction. If it is if it has its own wall, then it's its own thing, is the idea. Uh, this thing was built originally by China in the 900s AD, by the Sung Dynasty. And at the time, Hong Kong, which you can kind of think of Hong Kong as before and after the British came, are the major <laughs> milestones for Hong Kong. Because before the British came, Hong Kong really wasn't that important. It was very isolated. It was at the very southern tip. If you're not familiar, Hong Kong is, is a tropical ar- archipelago. It's a series of hilly islands that are just off of a, a, a bit of mainland that's jutting out into the South Chinese Sea at the very southern tip of China, uh, very far away from all the other major cities like Beijing and all that in the northeast. Uh, Hong Kong itself proper is nestled between the largest of these islands, which is called Hong Kong Island, and the mainland, which is just less than a mile over the small deep channel, which they call the Victoria Harbor. And the Victoria Harbour is protected uh, from the South Chinese Sea uh, and it provides strategic bottlenecking and, you know, if they were ever attacked or invaded. So the whole city is, is kind of designed to provide for the English when they first arrived. They found this area, you know, isolated, but, you know, it was relatively close. They could get there. They could build this city in this nice little nook, and, um, and from there they began you know, what would be known as the opium wars. Mm. Uh, But, (laughs) which uh, could be argued are still going to this very day. (laughs) It can be easily argued. They're still going (laughs) to this day. Very much so, except the opium wars on the whole world. Uh, Yeah, it's fun. Um, But yeah, the English arrive, the English arrive in the, in the 1800s, in the early 1800s. Um, And, uh, that's like over a thousand years after they built this, this little fort, right? Yeah. That 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 would become this thing, but it's been sitting there. It's been protecting salt trade routes and things like that. And then Hong Kong comes along really with the introduction of, of the English. And in 1841, they begin the first opium war and the Chinese under the Qing dynasty, they fortify the settlement with a stone wall. And by 1847, this little fort finally becomes known as the Kowloon Walled City. And uh, it's located on the Kowloon Peninsula, which is just over the the harbor. Uh, it's kind of in the northeast. It's a northeast neighborhood of Hong Kong now. But back then it was just a it was a, a peninsula with several little islands and stuff. They had an island called Stonecutter's Island. It was a quarry used by the English. So it was a, it was a very rural, rural place. Uh, for a long time, but still this, this fort established itself six and a half acres. Um, still with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about
4: the, uh, the one piece of property that I for sure know is an acre.
5: <laughs> six yeah. ain't a lot. <laughs> six is not a lot. And we've got, uh, like I said, photos, uh, in the chat and in the, uh, in the show notes to kind of get a <laughs> scope of what this thing looked like. Yeah. I mean,
4: you know, an acre for
5: one person? Hell yeah! I mean, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's an a- acre for fifty thousand. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just posted a picture of Hong Kong in eighteen sixty-eight. <laughs> I bet they own nothing and are thrilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that plays into it later. That plays into it later. So, Hong Kong, for people who don't know, the, the whole territory of Hong Kong, not just the city, it was owned by the British for over a century. And uh, or it was in the, the whatever the jurisdiction of Britain for over a century, um, and that really began in 1868, which is when I just posted this picture here. Um, there were a couple of opium wars, or at least two, and after that, by 1868, Hong Kong had ceded Britain entirely over and the whole territory uh, to to the British. It stayed with them for a long time, uh, and that's when the history really you know, began to grow in earnest and become Hong Kong as we know it today. It grows into one of the great commercial hubs of the world. But Kowloon, Walled City, uh, is still there. And the British, despite all of their maneuverings, uh, due to a series of errors and confusions, they they never get it. The, The Walled City never officially becomes part of the British territory. It remains in the purview of the Chinese government, and uh, and it remains so uh, all the way up until 1899 when the British um, attacked the fort. <laughs> they, they decided that they really wanted it, so they went for it. Uh, and they attacked it in 1899, the turn of the century, uh, only to find it abandoned. So everybody fled, and, and the whole thing was just an empty shell for a little bit, for about a year. Both sides lost interest. And uh, there was unclear jurisdiction. So they just left it alone and it began to deteriorate and became a tourist attraction that showed, you know, old China in, in a very new and modern Chinese metropolis. And there were schools and there were churches built in there and there were squatters, a um, ton of squatters coming up and the British really hated it, but they left it alone for the most part. I was going to say it sounds like China's very own
4: version of the Roanoke colony of the, the Roanoke colony. hmm Yeah. It was, uh, it was a colony outside of Jamestown, Virginia back in the 1600s. Uh, oh. you know, this little settlement formed and there was, uh, there was, you know, uh, I don't think it was pilgrims. I, you know, probably English folk, uh, had settled there and then they came back a year later and, uh, they were all gone. know, it was all gone. You know, disappeared without a
5: trace. Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing that in school. I was never discovered what happened to them. Or there was a note, something. I guess they'd all gone and lived with the Indians or, or were killed by them one or the other. Or, or starved to death. Or froze to death. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty uh, harsh conditions. Uh, we're talking about. Going out to these rural, rural corners of the world, especially before there was anything close to instantaneous communication, or
4: oh, and Crichton, uh, Cr- I was trying to remember the word that they had carved into a tree. That was a, that was one of the few remaining signs that they had. They had uh, the people that came back to the Ronan col- colony. They'd found in a tree. They someone had carved a word, a uh, Croatoan. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they all died of climate change. <laughs>
5: And that's why you always nice. wear a seatbelt. <laughs> it's funny, Thank you, Gretchen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that, I suppose. Yeah, it's this little place in the middle of nowhere, except they didn't even, I don't even know if people were there. They just built this thing and then, and then would station people there occasionally. But it was never a permanent settlement. Not like Jamestown or anything like that was intended to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it really just, I mean, as a fort, it really didn't do anything. It didn't succeed in, in any way, uh, aside from what it played in the first opium war, the first role it played in the first opium war, I should say. Um, but after that, I mean, as a fort, it becomes useless until World War II. World War II comes in, uh, and the, the city of Hong Kong is occupied by the Japanese army in 1940. Uh, During this time, the Japanese decided they're going to uh, build certain projects to help their war effort. Uh, Among that is they're going to build airport runways at the nearby International Airport, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. What they did with the wall of the walled city is they dismantled that and they used that for, they used the materials for that construction. So um, it was because it had a relatively new wall. I suppose other walls in the area had been built earlier and Kowloon's had only been around for, you know, a hundred years, which isn't long in Chinese architecture. So they took it down and and they used that. So the wall of the city was gone, the stone wall. Um, However, once the war ended, and the uh, the Japanese were kicked out, and there was a there was a sort of a conflict as to where Hong Kong would go if it would return to the British. And um, before the World War before World War II, the Chinese were having their first phase of the Chinese Civil War, and it was between the Chinese Nationalists or the Republic of China and the Chinese Communist Party. Before World War II, the Nationalists uh, they say had the upper hand. Uh, and then World War II happened and they decided to put their conflicts on hold and make a unified front in order to fight the Japanese and to fight the, uh, the Axis evils. After the war concluded, the Chinese civil war continued where it left off and the communist party, uh, ultimately ended up with the upper hand. The nationalist Chinese party, uh, was exiled. Uh, well, they were purged first uh, yeah. <laughs> in a period between 1945 and 1950. Um, the communists took over, and they purged the nationalist government. It's a good and, thing you're not a writer for Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you might not find all of this on Wikipedia. This is uh, <laughs> this is actual reading stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, this empty territory that was in Hong Kong, the the, the territory ultimately went back to the British. British ended up with it because the the Chinese were fighting essentially too much amongst themselves to really do anything about it. Um, But the walled city itself continued to be under the jurisdiction of the Nationalist Communist Party. So when the purge began between 1945 and 1950, uh, the once empty territory was quickly inhabited with all of the refugees uh, who had to abandon mainland China uh, in, the, in the communist purge. Well, I mean, the, the Chinese nationalist government ultimately would exile itself to the island of Taiwan where it remains today, um, but this one little chunk of land in Hong Kong was still that as well. And so it was a convenient place for refugees to go. Uh, The British, they they tried to get it, it just never, it never worked out. The Chinese government and the British government worked out a deal where, you know, if you don't step on my toes, I won't step on yours. So the British du jour remained in Chinese jurisdiction while nominally held by the British. Following this, uh, this is where this place starts to really become the life of the party. Crime, prostitution, gambling, opium, heroin, drugs, murder. (laughs) <laughs> it's all there, baby. So it starts flourishing. It's your one-stop shop all. <laughs> yeah. Lit. And they start over building it and they start over developing it and they start cramming all the stuff and the triads take over and these landlords take over and there's all this unsupervised and hazardous construction. Uh, there's all these unlicensed shops and businesses like food producers, like like meat processors and, uh, and dentists. Apparently, this place was just loaded with dentists, if you needed a quick pull. Uh, the place became known by many names. It became the dark spot of Hong Kong. And it became the city of darkness. Ugh. Yes, it became... It's There's a lot of... Uh, one of the, the, clips, the, the clips that I have pulled are from a BBC documentary. They went in there in around 1980, and they were going around looking at this place. Uh... Yeah, uh, I mentioned Hong Kong's airport earlier, Kai Tak. I, I learned about this airport while I was learning about this thing. Kai Tak was a fucking insane airport, dude. Kai Tak was built like in the middle of this major urban development. The Hong Kong uh, islands are mountainous as hell. So these, they had specially trained pilots land in like this crazy psycho environment. <laughs> in this in this big runway in the middle of like one of the most densely populated cities in the world. And as I said, Kowloon City was directly in the path of the runway. So it was limited to 14 stories. So all 14 levels were just packed, packed with the shoddy plywood houses and fucking garbage strewn halls and leaking pipes, nonstop leaking water. Um... There were, they said that there were like dead bodies. You'd go around and there'd be dead bodies sitting around. And they said that the unfamiliar visitor could easily get lost. He could stumble up lightless stairways and through meandering passages. Um, and I've posted some really cool maps that were uh, drawn up by urban explorers and locals. And uh, I'm posting them in the chat now. Wow. These are some really, really cool artistic <laughs> renderings. I just had a, a
4: funny thought. <clears throat> so you know, yeah. at, at the end of uh, nineteen eighty four, and they got Winston in the uh, the lightless room, whatever mm-hmm. they call it. And, yeah, uh, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna show you your greatest fear, so that uh, we know that we've broke you." And I, I just got to thinking, I was like, "Man, you got some poor OSHA agent." In that room, and they take them on a trip to this fucking town. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. We're going to put you up for a week,
5: okay, buddy? Yeah.
4: Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to my Airbnb. Yes.
5: (coughs) I found these four. How did it not burn down? (laughs) I found these three pieces of plywood. (laughs) Catch set up. You're all good to go, buddy. I need the 3D map. Yeah, you're right, Serpent. And yes, it is the, the... a precursor to the favela. Um, this sort of environment is pretty common nowadays. You see it a lot in South America and in Africa, the super slum, mm-hmm. and you see it a lot in fiction. Um, uh, like, uh, I said that go, I'm sorry, you were, you were making your point. Let me let, let you finish your point before I finish
4: mine. Oh, no, I was, I was literally just making a joke about torturing OSHA agents. In this city by just making them stay there
5: <laughs> that was it even the the british guy in bbc is like the health inspectors don't come here they often do that yeah yeah it's like no they don't uh but as far as other fiction that i've seen this in
4: it reminds me of uh ready player one and they got those huge stacks of slum
5: towns mm-hmm ready player one yeah that's right uh final fantasy the Ninja Judge Dread movie
4: mm final fantasy 7 underneath of the uh the main plate
5: uh subsection 7 mm-hmm. or whatever they call it right the fallout games yeah uh all of that stuff it 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 draws it, inspiration it draws inspiration ghost in the shell literally took that and and made it part of its aesthetic and then the matrix is a reimagining of Ghost in the Shell, to me. The the Matrix is is very much inspired by Ghost in the Shell. It wouldn't exist without it. And The Matrix itself has inspired a generation of dystopian fiction in all mediums, virtually all mediums worldwide, since its inception 20 years ago. So the entire idea, the concept of a dystopian uh, scientific future or whatever is kind of run by... The Matrix and Star Wars and, uh, you know, Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> like that's, th- those are the pillars of it all. And everything is, is, is from that. It made shitholes. Cool. Uh, Akira,
4: Akira would be another. Akira.
5: Yeah. Yeah. A ton of, of animation. And especially from that time period, this thing remained there it, all the way through the eighties and into the nineties. Um, it, uh, in the 80s, the end of the British lease of Hong Kong was approaching. The Sino-British Joint Declaration uh, was signed in the mid-80s in 1984, and it resulted in the return of all of Hong Kong, all the Chinese territories back to, Ch- back to the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, by 1997. So they had about a decade to do it. In relation to this shift in power, a decision was also being made about this city. So the British uh, and the Chinese worked together, uh, and in 1987, they announced that they were going to demolish the whole place. So they evicted everybody. They provided everybody with new subsidized crappy plywood housing. (laughs) And by 1992, the entire place was emptied, and it, it was about to be demoed, But then Jackie Chan came in and he filmed the classic 1993 film Crime Story in the abandoned city. Uh, The film is today considered a classic. Uh, And then once he finished that, then the city was destroyed. It was destroyed by the end of 93 and a park and nicer buildings were constructed in its wake. So they've got small chunks of it left over, but there, there is a sense, I think, from the logos and from people that actually live there that they're kind of insulted that people think it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like,
4: uh, oh, you know what they say? And there's nothing I can do about it. I don't like it at all.
5: That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what they said. I don't like it at all. They're like, wow, it's so cool. You got to live in the super cool. And they're like, dude, I had to step over rats and bodies every day. And I I don't want this shit. Sucks, dude. (laughs) And I I love, I love pointing out that too, because we'll talk about, because I brought this up because this place obviously is famous for being like a cool, district, but that's the, the, the kind of stench to it is just like, (laughs) it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for the people that were really there and it wasn't cool. And people are crazy. They're trying to turn this, they're trying to like fetishize poverty. Yeah, <laughs> did it for the gram, <laughs> literally <laughs> and yeah. figuratively. Yeah. Well, the drawings are cool. The drawings are cool. But yep, that's the Kowloon walled city. Uh, I've got, as I said before, plenty of pictures of this thing in the show notes, as well as a link to the BBC talk that I clipped earlier. And a bit of literature by Antonin Brinda called The Life and Death of Kowloon Walled City, among other things. I got some other stuff sprinkled in there as well. Information on the Japanese occupation of Hong Kong, more information on Kai Tak Airport. Um, Yeah. It says at its prime, the Walled City averaged 13,000 people per hectare. New York City at the time was averaging 91 people per hectare. (laughs) <laughs> fun stuff yeah i'm just going back through all of these i like the meat market one the meat market one yep let me post that in the chat real quick that one's super fun when they talk about uh meat processing this is what they're talking about they're talking about this place was filled with butchers how much how fucking awful you think this place stunk
7: yeah
5: and just the constant wet seeping in everywhere and sitting Mm-hmm. No ventilation. Ah, uh, Kowloon. All right. Well, that's it for me. Uh, that's all. That's all I wanted to bring today. It was kind of a, a Heidi topic, and I I really got into some of the history of Hong Kong as well. So, figured it's
4: fascinating. I've you know I I not uh, was not aware and had definitely not seen the photos. Uh, there was one that you had posted where they were taking their trash bags and throwing them off the balcony into the landing of the public square. Yes, that's right. That is the court, by the way, some dar- ah, the
5: court, some gnarly yeah. shit. It's like a uh, shanty scrapers, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, it provided this and you can just see how tightly it was confined. Like that wall of jurisdiction that the Chinese had, it was just so legit. <laughs> If you lived in this little shithole, you literally fell off the face of the planet. Wow. Very interesting. They should is it turned into a Starbucks yet? Yeah. Starbucks and a McDonald that they you know. CVS on one corner and a Walgreens on the other. It was actually a Russian restaurant and they had to shut it down because they stand with Ukraine.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baby. Did we get any
4: screen mills? We did, but uh, I'm going to hit these boostograms here. We had a couple Oh, yeah, through. please do. Uh, Cotton gin with the Boo CLI, which is a command line tool that you can use directly with your raspy blitz. I was doing it. It was a lot of fun. It made me feel like the hacker. Uh, he sent in two 6-3 sets, which is some number fun there. Two, six, three. And the lovely... Carolyn Blaney of Hog Story. She sent in via Fountain 8,888 sats. Woo! 8888. She said, lucky 88888s coming at Booberry and Lavish. Break a leg. Woohoo! Live after no agenda.
5: Oh, thank you, Coblands. And her
4: podcaster in crime, John Fletcher of Hog Story, with 2,269 sets. Ooh, Sean Fletch. He said, uh, "Using Fountain, you can primal my rage anytime."
5: Hey, hey ho, ho! Hey oh. Primal rage has got to go. Hey
4: hey ho ho! Uh,
5: <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh,
4: I see what's I see what's uh I see what Cotton Gin's doing here. I fucked up the the order. What I should have started with was this boost that says 612 Sats from Fountain. So he mm. sent in 612 263
5: Oh man Oh man, cotton gin <laughs> You son Ooh. of a gun Getting karma in the troll room Ooh. Had to do it Alright, we will uh, Hit a couple
4: of these screen and then we'll Take our intermission and we'll have ourselves a grand Old time Sounds blessed
8: Beep You are now currently listening Behind the squeams, behind the schemes the something something of your dreams.
6: Remember, remember to stay dangerous.
5: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that is very satiny. That was nicely executed, caller. Very legal. <laughs> Extremely cool and very legal. Nice. I would say.
4: And if wow. I'm not mistaken, I believe that is the world famous uh, Christopher Battles. I could be wrong. Christopher Battles? But my
5: gut feeling says. Survey says yes. My brother from the bereft coast. Mm-hmm. I hope you're doing well, Senor Battles. And we got another call. I uh, don't know what they're saying. Ooh, I Ooh. like that. That was a that was like a dire scream. That that one needed. Ooh, I gotta get this out. Or it wasn't even like I need to. It was like ah, I'm screaming.
4: If I was a bad man, that could become a Booster Graham sound.
5: That could be. There's a good volume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a good scream. I like it. I like it a lot. I like this next call too. Hey, Blueberry. Hey, Lavish. Huh? Sir Candinavian here.
4: Hey, Sir Candinavian. Sir <laughs> Candy.
2: Ukraine is alive, and it's full of Nazis. Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh wow! Uh,
5: Thank you, sir, Scandinavian,
4: and how correct you are. Remind me to go back and save that one (laughs) too.
5: (laughs) Yeah, lit. (laughs) lit, Slit (laughs) bra. Nice. Oh, I love you. it, All glorious. Right. Well, will uh, when we
4: get back from intermission and we hit our uh, or thank our hitter, <laughs> we're gonna hit our
5: producers. We're gonna and hit thank our producers our and hitters. But also, if you want to call in, please call in at uh, 612-263-7999, and you can leave us a screen mail. And we may or may not open the phone lines. We'll find out. But you can you can always leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the air. Mm, sounds good. And uh,
4: remember. Nudepasta.com. Nude, nude <laughs> Newpodcastapps.com. Nude. That's could, right. Go get you some. Feels like forever since I've done an intermission, but I don't think that's true. It's been
5: like two whole weeks. I know.
4: makes the trip
9: down your spine to your sacrum, which is the, which is... Quick, get a dictionary. Christ coming down into human form.
3: There's no escape, Riddler. Where are the bombs?
6: Not so fast, Batman. Answer my riddle and I shall tell all that you want. Get it wrong and Gotham shall fall. Damn
1: you, Riddler. I have
6: cities, but no houses. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? What are you doing? No, I'm just too... I'm did you, did you <coughs> Try this for size. I come from a mine and get surrounded by wood always. Everyone. Okay, I see what well, you're doing. I'm not doing anything. No, I You've just been Googling these? But No,
1: I was just telling Robin about how he's he, hes really missing out
6: here. You know, I put a lot of time and effort into these, you know, with
1: the riddles and everything. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. I can just find all of these riddles online. Isn't isn't that kind of just strange? You know how
6: difficult it is to get away with putting, like, five bombs across the city wearing green Spandex? Maybe just don't. You know, Batman, I, I really don't have any friends or anything. This is, like, my one social interaction of the month, and... You're kinda ruining it for me right now. Okay, I
1: hear you. Counterpoint. You're a terrorist. Oh, so all of a sudden that justifies you cheating. In every
0: conceivable way. Okay.
2: I'm
7: you.
2: And the stars
0: I love you, precious, with all my heart. And to know you love me means my life. How often have I thought about the immeasurable joy that will be ours someday. How lucky our children will be to have a mother like you. This is a pretty good preview of coming attractions, I'll tell you.
8: Very nice.
0: Thank you, Bert. Thank you. I still feel the same way.
2: You're kidding. <laughs> well, that's really nice. <laughs> And when was the last time you called me Precious? Let's see. Well, I 19... movie. <laughs> 1943.
0: December 12th. That was the last time I awesome. called me Precious. 1943. Mm. Long time ago.
6: I was bored and kind of horny. Figured I'd pick up a book found the Necronomicon, thought that I should take a look. I did the chance and did the dance, and much to my surprise, I found an ancient deity with tentacles and glowing eyes. He poured some wine and said, let's have some fun. But now Cthulhu knows why they call me the Deep One. I fuck Cthulhu good. I thought I'd have some cosmic horror, turns out I'm a cosmic whore, I fucked Cthulhu good. No casualties or sacrifices, only thing getting buried here was wood. Nah, there's gotta be a way of turning
4: pictures into profit. Huh? Huh? Hey! I just stepped into my best idea yet! There's a war happening! We gotta do something! There are wars and genocides happening all around the world almost every single day. So even though your heart seems to be in the right place, you have- It's white people this time! New year, new you. So what else
6: is new? Casa Del Waffle is proud to announce that it is time. Time to confront Mother
5: Nature, defy the Geneva Convention, and become the physical abomination you've always wanted to be with new Chicken Nugget Energy. Casa Del Waffle's Chicken Nugget Energy is packed with over 50 grams of protein masterfully crafted in each nugget to unleash your genetic potential. Get all new Chicken Nugget Energy. Only at
6: Casa Del Waffle. Get clogged. Hitch my horse up to my hack Buckle my banjo to my back The buckle broke and the banjo flew Shaytan got the buckle and the banjo too. Uncle Eats and gone on, gone on, gone on. Uncle Eats and gone on. Left us looking up tree. What kind of slipper do the angels wear? Slipping and sliding on the golden stair. Golden slippin' and silver shawls. Half in nickel in the missionary box. Uncle Eats and gone on, gone on, gone on. Uncle Eats and gone on. Left us looking up tree. When Ephraim told this world goodbye He went to heaven, to his home on high Told St. Peter to make room Here comes Ephraim he fetching in the coon Uncle he's got coon and gone on, gone on Gone on, Uncle he's got coon and gone on Left us looking up a tree Old Uncle Eve was a good old soul Washed his face in a butter bowl Bumped his head on a mantelpiece Fell right back in a bucket of grease Uncle he's got coon and gone on, gone on Gone on, Uncle he's got coon and gone on Left us lookin' up a tree
2: return to Behind
4: Behind the and Welcome back to Behind the Schemes. It's the second second half of
5: show for March twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. It is currently one thirty eight PM uh, here specifically, and then there's probably which means it's three thirty eight over there centrally, which means it's four thirty eight somewhere easterly. No doubts. And it's well, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock <laughs> over in uh, 1038 in Hawaii, or 11 o'clock, depending on daylight savings. Well, this is the part
4: of the show that we like to uh, take a break and thank all of the people that came out and
5: helped produce this episode. Yes, indeed. As we mentioned before, we are a value for value production, which means we don't rely on corporate sponsors or ads. Instead, we rely on fantastic and wonderful producers who uh, provide their time, their talent, and their treasure to the show in many different ways.
4: Yes, there's so many ways that you can reach out and help support public radio. You can go to BehindTheSkeems.com or email us at Boo at behind the schemes.com. Send us clips, send us jingles, send us story ideas, all of it helps.
5: we wouldn't be around without producers like you it's you who makes this magic happen without your support we won't find another day
4: and just for a dollar a day you can help these lowly podcasters get loaded so go on, pull out your phone and boost me, bitch please, bitch
5: me. Uh. <laughs> In the arms uh. of an angel. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> uh,
4: so, first and foremost, we would like to thank Sir Ryan Bemrose again for booking us the sweet, sweet spot for this special edition post no agenda episode. He does a show over at AngryTechNews.com called Angry Tech News. And, uh, if you want more podcasts than you could shake an RSS feed at, head over to listen.noagendastream.com.
5: It's that easy. It's so fucking easy. It's simple. So simple. Yes. So thank you, sir. Bemrose. Uh,
4: coming through next was tunta He sent in his monthly donation of $3.33. <laughs> he also did the... That uh, that tasty chicken nugget commercial there
5: featured in the intermission. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much, Georgia, for all the support you give, man. Yes. He also
4: uh, right before the show, before we kicked on the stream, did. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but one of my all-time favorite movies is Mean Girls. I really enjoy course, that shit.
5: Of course, of course, classic and, uh,
4: film. He did some uh, some fun. Promo art featuring some hot lizard babes and a Illuminati eye. Mmm.
5: I did see that, and I thought it was pretty hot. It's, uh... <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Put on your 3D glasses now. Did you hear them talk about that today on, on No Agenda? Oh, yeah. Them bitch about, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so going funny. back. I'm going back
4: glorious you can uh, glorious. bet your bottom dollar on that oh
0: wow oh wow, wow man
4: wow oh wow <laughs> got a couple so far <laughs> the uh oh am i miss oh i might have missed one that i meant to pull uh so mousybear.com is a place that you can head over to if you want to support tunta and his family's work mousybear makes mm-hmm. uh all natural ingredient gummies That are super tasty. You can get all sorts of fun shapes that are themed after a couple of shows that are featured on the No Agenda stream.
5: That's right. We have bowl after bowl themed gummies and behind the schemes themed gummies and all kinds of delicious and natural. Very, very natural and very, very good for you gummies. These aren't like candy gummy bears or anything. This is this (laughs) is this will help you live longer. This is no sugar free Haribo bullshit. Oh, wow. Hey, we don't have ads on this program. We're blurring that out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh,
4: Next up was we had a very brand new freak of hazard. Brand new, you say? Brand new. I'm not sure if he's actually listening. I know he said that he was going to listen, but I'm not sure if he's listening. But if you are listening, Dave Jones, thank you for swapping our RSS feed over so that we can... Utilize the live item tag. When somebody implements the live item, that that show is lit.
5: You Dave hurt. Jones, thanks, man. That guy is uh, is who, the guy at the helm these days, as far as this yeah. the the entirety of this project well, is concerned. It's one funny. of many, one of many, but yeah, one of many, one of many. It's it's a group effort. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work without a lot of people who each have a lot of talent, but. Uh, It's, it gets, it gets more into it, man. You know, it's easier and more palatable with the actual podcasting 2.0 show, because otherwise you would have to learn it by proxy through all the other shows that utilize the system and are working on it. But, but this show actually is just like, Hey everybody, just so you know, this is the progress we've made, which is awesome. That's how you get people in. Adam knows that.
4: And uh, the other best way to get in is, uh, of course, as always, NudePodcastApps.com. Yes. NudePodcastApps.com. You got uh, Fountain, CurioCaster, Breeze, Sphinx, Overcast, Podfriend, uh, all sorts of ones that you can check out. Podverse. Holy shit. So many. The... uh, who else do we have? Sir Spencer, uh, since us one of the stories that I'm going to be bringing up, so we appreciate that. Very legal. I, excuse uh, me. Let me back up. He faxed over some info packets on one of our stories tonight. He
5: that's, faxed it over?
4: Yes. that's uh, Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very official. Uh, MKT Ultra and Make Heroism oh. have sent in a series of clips, one of which was that George Bush love letter to Barbara, which was featured in Intermission. There's a whole slew of material that they have uh that they have sent our way and I'm going to be uh, utilizing it over the next couple of
5: weeks cuz there's some really good shit. Really good shit. Sweet. Nice info packets. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And also very legal.
4: Mhm, no doubt. Uh mm-hmm. coming in.
5: <laughs> I got to check out those info packets too.
4: My uh my sister Sent me a video. <laughs> Lavish, have we ever explained where the miniocalypse is? Uh, you mean like on the ethereal plane? No, it's uh, if anyone is ever curious what state the miniocalypse is in,
2: Minnesota!
5: It's in oh. Minnesota. <laughs> Was that? Was that Joe?
0: <laughs> We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there.
5: Hell yeah, it was. Wow, he was so excited to be in Minnesota. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> They're screaming at him. He was like angry, at, like Minnesota owes him money. Yeah. Minnesota, there you are. And this is what we nuts
4: say back. Who the fuck gives a shit? So
2: I'm
4: uh-huh. going to be, uh, that might be one of my all-time favorite Joe Biden clips. Now, that's
5: a good one, man. Yeah, I like that. I bet you. I bet you, if you look hard enough, there's probably ISOs of him screaming all fifty states. Alaska. <laughs> if only you know. If we were really lucky,
3: Wyoming. <laughs> we
4: could do a, a parody of the Animaniacs song where they name all the countries.
5: Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'd have an aneurysm listening to that much Joe Biden, spending hours and hours of collecting Joe Biden. I'd probably, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't Mm-mm. be good for my health. No doubt. Uh, let's see
4: here. Dame Bully Steed, right before the show. Ooh. Bully, bully, bully. Dame She's, Bully Steed. She hit up the PayPal and sent in a donation of $13.92. And uh along with a note that said shine on you crazy diamonds behind the schemes episode uh, excellent episode 89 music and the show notes Well thank you very
5: much Dan bluesteed now what in the heck does 1392 mean
4: hmm uh, it looks like a year to me so what took place in
5: 1392 uh Columbus did not sail the ocean blue that was a hundred years later in 1492. Well, it's, worth- a, it's a puzzle we'll decode. What's that?
4: Uh, I was going to say, it's a, it's something worth looking into. That it is. That it is. Uh, Ned sent in some ISOs, and I, I've been in such a flurry of all this crazy shit going down. I've got one of them that I know for sure, but I can't remember what the other two were, or um, what I called them. Boobs. So, thank you for that uh, Adam Curry ISO, Net-Net.
5: We appreciate it. Thank you, mister NetNed. Net-Ned. Uh, ah, NetNed. ned Gosh, we had such a great time in Nashville. What a, what a great time that was. No. Oh, Bully State says in the chat, by the way, it's 69-6 six and 69-6. Six. Oh. We're 69-ing each other. Oh, shit. Well, that's like a know. tetrahedron of of 69-ing. <laughs> this is too much 69 for this room. <laughs> that's 5D 69-ing. So that's 69 dimensions. Oh, man. <laughs> excuse me sorry I got so excited I'm an excitable fella sorry about that uh, yes thank you Mr. NetNed for the Adam Curry ISO and uh, the last three folks that I would like to
4: to thank for today is Servo and Cotton Gin and C-Dubs because they have been doing some serious work on Gal mm-hmm. so much to the point that we have a listener count now we can... Oh, my God. We can do a pod ping from the motherfucking chat room, which just blows my mind. And it's so... I mean, it's it, it it's really cool. Uh, it just yes. it saves another, like, web page that I gotta go try and remember what the fucking URL for it is, and I can't find it. So it's, uh, it's very much appreciated. Um, mm. But the biggest and baddest thing that they pulled off we got a boost bot set up with gal now
5: boost bot so yeah whenever we get a boost in uh from your compliant apps then uh it shows right up in the chat as soon as you do it and of course you we get a sexy noise that happens in the background it's been ringing off yeah yep and Uh, and for anyone who isn't aware gal is our bot in our chat Yes. If you're not in our chat room, which can be located at uh, or as uh, Adam Curry says, trollroom.io, which I think is actually a, a pretty convenient one we, we might want to use more often to get people in the direction of the chat room. But uh, if you want to go to our website, we also have a Kiwi link there. You can get into our chat room without a password. It's very easy. You can just do it from your browser. And then once you get a little savvy to the whole situation you can get your own client and you can you can be a cool windows 95 chat room hacker like the rest of us if that's your your thing but uh gal is the bot that's in there and yeah it does it does your 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 ping pod your pod ping
4: and if i'm not mistaken any show can hop into the green room and utilize that pod ping as long as you know the the link to your
5: show on the podcast index, which is super easy, you just gotta look it up. yes, and from my very limited understanding of the whole situation, the pod ping uh, just shows if your show has been uploaded to the blockchain <laughs> I uh, guess. To, That's, to, to a hive blockchain to a hive block to a very specific blockchain, which apparently is is collecting quite the the collection oh. of. Of uh, podcasts all over the world. I was watching it live and it was, it was like, it uploaded like 50 shows while I was sitting there watching it in a period of maybe five to 10 minutes. It just mm-hmm. whipped. It was, it was kind of interesting. I had not known anything about this until recently. So, lit. I'm learning all the time. Big learning experience. The uh, uh,
4: Boostograms. We've had a couple come in. I really like the way they line up with intermission. That's very cool. Some random number theory, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They always
4: seem to land in a good spot, which is which is fun. Yeah. The uh last one that we just got was three hundred and thirty three sets from Carolyn via Fountain. And she's saying sexy threes for behind the schemes.
5: Hmm. Carolyn Blaney? Yes. Yes, indeed. The Carolyn Blaney from The Hog Story that's live every Monday and Thursday night with Fletcher at around 7 o'clock Central. Yeah. They're great.
4: And then we had 69.69 uh, 69 sets from Sir Spencer over Fountain. And his message reads, Does the Nine of Wands mean I should continue my crusade for sane routing fees? Love your scheming ways on all Moan days. Just finished building the coop. While rocking the out coop. to... <laughs> uh, yeah, they got chickens. It's very exciting. I'm excited to see how that's... He's uh, plotting a coop. <laughs> Grandma? Are you trying to overthrow the um, chicken coop again? <laughs> uh, um. No, that's Junta's job. See. Uh see. Just finished building the coop while rocking out to Lavish's first second half of show. Can't wait to see what Booberry has in store for second second half. Drugs over bugs. Moans over
5: groans. Chickens over the dickens from your friend the wolf that's a that's a texas out woo to my man sir spencer out there <laughs> who hosts a fantastic show every tuesday night at around 9 30 central with his lovely gorgeous and brilliant wife delorean and uh you can catch bowl after bowl every tuesday night if you'd like
4: yep and they do uh buds with bowls all the time in and in a millennial was on there recently you had Midas from Midas Pod and Fun Fact Friday on there. Uh all sorts of cool folks. We've both been on there. It's a good time.
5: Yeah, yeah. They they get all kinds of great guests on there. They've um they've had just about anybody in the NA sphere has been through through the old bowl. Um Oh, you don't say.
4: <laughs> nine hundred and ninety nine sats from Servo over Curiocaster. And then uh, 1,000 stats from C Brooklyn 112.
5: Love is lit. Quick job, less to servo. Thank you, servo, and thank you, C Brook 112. You son of a gun. Yeah, I don't think I uh, just gave voice to uh, this individual.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't recall seeing any boost
5: come in from C Brooklyn before, so I think that's a uh, hella cool. Oh, nice. You broke your schemes, Cherry, on the node. Very thank you. Thank you very much for that. It's very kind.
4: And see Brooklyn.
5: The... Shout out to the troll room, by the way. This is fun. I, I I the Troll Room's great. Despite what Adam may say. Void Zero Plus Plus. Void Zero. Hope he's doing well. And the fam. Mm-hmm. Let's see,
4: 6933 sats from NetNed over um, Fountain, and he said,
5: funhole boost. Mm. What? <laughs> Watch that funhole, NetNed. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Uh,
4: 693 sats from Fletcher over Fountain saying, I'm squeaming.
5: Well, good. It's It's good probably good for you
4: it's probably good for you and then uh last but not least it's uh i think spencer was trying out some curio caster boosts and it's a repeat so he tried it here first and then the fountain one worked but it's the same message that we read uh just before about the nine of wands but now i see a little uh wolf emoji in here i didn't see the wolf emoji on the fountain boost because everything comes out unicode (laughs) on helipad
5: yeah 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 yeah. there's the not everything's talking to each other the way it's supposed to, but you know we'll get your broken messages through somehow.
6: Speaking of clown show,
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A few clowns short of the circus, if you ask me.
4: Yes, and uh, net, net. I'm, I'm looking back for that ISO. He told me the name in the, in the chat, but uh, I fucking didn't save it in the right spot. So we'll find that. I'll dig it out. I'll have it ready to rock and roll for next week for sure.
3: Hot. Hot. Bad,
5: bad, 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 bad. And uh I, I believe that just uh, Oh thanks MKD to Ultra too. I, I didn't really think, thanks, MKD Ultra. You're, you're great. Yes.
1: Everyone donated lavishly
2: Oh God bless all
5: this money. God,
4: I need to get into the government so I can start making the money. That's where you make
5: the money. That's where you make the money.
4: Ooh, squeezing in right there. It was C Doves with three, two, one sets. From CLI saying Did you update? And I believe we did uh, um, It's the um, It's the helipad side That's uh, not displaying the Actual emojis And special characters If that's what you uh, mean
5: C-dubs C-dubs, C-dubs, C-dubs When are we going to drink again, C-dubs? Never again You know, we drank together before we knew each other Nice Slam. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
4: Uh, and then Pfeiffer's. Oh, another one. Pfeiffer using Breeze. That's our first Breeze in a long Fife, while.
5: Uh, fifa on the Breeze app. Yep.
4: They he sent in ninety three ninety three, <laughs> with oh, the cla- nice. with the classic message of Laura Mipsum. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> nice. A tale as old as time. Oh Laura Lordy. Mipsum, Laura Mipsum oh thank you pfeiffer and thanks everybody else for your boosts and for everything as i said value for value it's a good time it's very interactive you know you get to boost and say whatever twisted degenerate thing comes to your sick twisted degenerate mind and you can also call us at 612-263-7999 and you can tell us verbally your sick twisted mind yes and i got uh two
4: voicemails or screen mails here ready for you right now all right lay me
7: Hey, face to the screen schemers uh i've never left a a screen mail yet but i'm working one up today because i've been working on some rusty brake lines on a 36 year old volvo and uh you know i don't want to really get Uh a torch on the fittings because i don't want to burn the car to the ground with the brake fluid catching fire but uh Uh anyway
5: here goes (laughs)
7: damn
5: damn I hope that didn't
7: over-modulate too much. I didn't really practice. I, was just, I ripped it out. Just one rip. So have a good show, guys. Glad to see you on the uh, No Agenda After show
5: on the stream.
4: Have a good one. <laughs> the yeah. the No Agenda Afterbirth.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind uh, the oh i can't even i'm not gonna make any more jokes i can't but i will th- thank you caller that was a thank you caller
4: that was a stellar scream face to the screen he's another uh, obdm guy he'll call into that show
5: that uh. is a fucking badass scream uh i thought that was it had i could hear like the shop that he was in i think he was in a garage or a shop or something mm-hmm. and i could just hear the echo of that scream and like the reverberation of it it was uh it was a good, it was an actual, I I need to scream, scream. And we, that's the second one I think today that we've gotten so far, which is great. It's a good day when we get one because some people will call in and they'll give you a scream and they'll, you know, they'll give you a joke scream or they'll give you something, but some, every now and again, someone calls in who's having a bad day and they got to actually scream it out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's glorious stuff.
4: You know, if, if you're going to have a bad day, we want you to
5: have a bad day with us. So send us your yeah. primal rage, dude, me and Booberry, Berry, and I, um, Excuse me. We're always having a bad day. So come on down, share it with us. I, <laughs> I only have bad days that end in Y
4: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, C <C-tubs laughs> with the boo CLI command line says since 1,011 sets saying dice donation. Dice
5: donation. Snake eyes. Donation. Yeah. Is it for our dice or is it for Andrew dice clay or who is it? I, okay. Dice donation. I like it.
4: Oh, cause uh, he sent, he set up on the boost bot. When you use it in our chats, uh, different donation amounts will display di- uh, different images and emojis. Oh, of course. Of uh, course. So it really rides on that numerolo- numerology vein. Uh, oh, there's all sorts of cool stuff. That's a, uh, that you can generate based off of different donations amounts, which I should go ahead and then state that we're going to start working on a BTS-themed boost bot so you would see different um, sets of emojis for different donations. So, like, we can do it. Uh, what was the one I was telling you about? A 9-11 boost?
5: So two yeah, ta- we'll do the 9 boost. <laughs> two towers, a bomb, and an explosion. <laughs> yep. I'm thinking for for quadruple eights, that can be an eight ball. Hmm. Oh, well, I was thinking an eight ball
4: could be one, 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 one,
5: (laughs) one, 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 one.
4: Yeah. All lines. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow.
5: See, this is, this is a work in progress. People. This is going to be beautiful. It's going to be very beautiful, very legal. and, Yeah, cool. um,
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we'll get excited. uh, Next call.
2: Oh, yes. The British came. And we came. And we came. Mm, And we came again. (laughs) Oh. And we will more than likely come again. To the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly. We'll even come from behind. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> yes.
7: It's like a blood hole.
5: <laughs> that was the Prime Minister of the Great City of England, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And I just
4: this is not medical advice, but if you ever find somebody in your butthole and you don't want them there, tell them
5: to get the fuck out. That's right. That's right. that's right. That's right. Unless you're into it, you can Which also r- tell them to stay safe. Stay safe.
4: <laughs> stay dangerous. <laughs> Even if it is a quickie, don't wrap that sticky.
5: Don't ram. Don't ram. <laughs> don't rip and Don't wrap. Cool. Uh, so uh... yes, the British did common cup you got you sounded just like him sorry Oh okay. yes
4: <laughs> 612-263-7999 we'll hit the rest of the screen mails that come in at the end of the show so you still got plenty of time call us up yeah it'll be fun give us a call give us a call precious uh so the first thing that i'm going to hit on is elton john came to the mini last week well technically saint paul Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you saw the great Sir Elton John? Yes, we did. Uh, He did one of two shows at the Excel Center. It's his last time that he'll be doing a concert in Minnesota, from what I understand. Hmm. I mean, the guy's 75. He's been touring for 52 years, I believe. Uh, His 75th birthday was this past week. Manza,
5: he's he's been on the road for a long, long time. Yeah, he's a machine. I, I, for some reason, recently I watched some old clips of him coming up in the 70s, you know, and playing like relatively smaller venues. And uh, just the terrible hair he had back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the worst, the worst hair. Like, for some reason in the 70s, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is how it'll go on in 30, 40, 50 years from now. People will look back on this time and make fun of us, but those comb overs were rough in the seventies. And, uh, you know, who else had a bad comb over was Paul Simon. Hmm. No doubt. Yeah. No fucking doubt. But yeah, Elton's the man. I, I would, uh, I'd like to see him. Uh, I probably won't get to, but it'd be cool if I could.
4: Uh, I wasn't expect, I wasn't expecting it, but, uh, some, some tickets were given as a birthday present to, uh, Someone so we went. Um cool. It was uh it was a good show. I mean he's he's still he's still able to perform. He's singing in a lower register, he's not doing a lot of the falsetto stuff. Uh, played mm. for about two and a half hours. Uh, I just I've still got the same gripe about all these fucking concerts. Uh there is a mega drive listed in the show notes if you want to go and check out some photos that we got during the um during the concert. There's some good stuff in there. Mm. But I can't tell if I'm coming to see a fucking concert with this performer on stage or if I'm there to watch a fucking movie on the on the video back wall.
5: Yeah, cuz the the picture is so clear and it's Yeah, that's something that I struggle with at live shows too. Do I watch the guy or do I watch the screen? And you know, I don't I don't know who any of these assholes are. <laughs>
4: I wasn't wasn't trying to see what the it, it's just it's it's ultimately distracting. Is what it is, Mm -hmm. because your eye is going to navigate to the brightest thing that's constantly moving, right? And all these shows are doing it. Uh, That's why I like that uh, that Ghost Band so much because they've got a really killer lighting design and a back wall. It's just a drop. That's all. That's all there is. They got some scenic pieces, you know, Mm -hmm. to make it look like cathedral steps. But there's no. It's the same with Guar. There's no video back wall. They will do like projections for one segment of a
5: show for Guar sometimes, but nothing to this degree. Well, the smaller guys, they—it's more of a choice whether they have a TV. I think for the giant shows like Elton John or whatever, you know, you got to fill this giant stadium, then you kind of have to have the TVs for the people in the back, or at least that's the. Is the idea right yes for or the
4: imac cameras show. yes yeah. and i do agree like it's nice to have the the cameras for the the multi-camera feed but this concert was not one of those shows and it's not like that for it wasn't like that for fucking um god damn it who opened for ghost it's a uh, volbeat it was the same deal like volbeat. It's, it's all content it's all mm. music videos there was maybe three or four songs where the cameras were really like focusing
5: on the band during the Elton John show. They decide they're going to focus on the, like a performance element aspect, a visual element far more than they're going to focus on the live performance aspect. Yeah. Is but that, the, I mean, the band thing? sounded great. So, I mean, I, I, well, I was, Have you seen this thing? Like with tool, like I have a, I have a problem with Tool is um, you know, one of the biggest bands, but they don't show Maynard they don't really showcase him. They don't like, he kind of hides in the back in the shadow. Yep. He doesn't want any spotlights or anything. He doesn't want anything like that. And every now and again, he'll like go through a monitor or something. And for me, that's the, that's the opposite of what you're talking about. The other extreme of like, we're so into the, the music that we're not even going to, we're going to uh, um, sacrifice a visual element. And we're not even going to have the typical like front man thing going even though the front man is a front man who's super famous and you know, everybody goes to the show and they want to see him and they want to see him do his thing. Um, but he's like, nah, I'm just going to hang out in the back and put myself in a shadow and wear a wig. And it's like, eh, hey, so there's, there's a balance to be had, right? Mm-hmm. Between, you know, okay. I get it. You don't want to like have TVs everywhere and showcase all the shit, but you also want people to focus on the music and you, but you don't want to, Make it too much. I don't know. It's weird. It's a strange, strange thing.
4: Yeah. But uh, I guess my last real note about the Elton concert will uh, will continue on is uh, they got more of those. I can't I can't tell if it's black tracks or there's another. Uh, it's a it's a PRG remote spot. So what black tracks is is it's IR emitters embedded in the performer's clothes. And then there's a tracker in the moving lights and they act like automated spotlights. A lot of Feld shows, the Disney on ice and Marvel live guys will use those. Mm. But PRG has another product called remote spot. And it, it's like a, I mean, it's a remote feed to a spotlight. Um, it's, it's, like, it's not a virtual spotlight. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, it's, it's a piece of hardware with a camera on it that's set up in some green room way in the back of the building and they just run the cables up to the actual spotlights and mm-hmm. the device that they're controlling controls the moving light with the camera. And it's all it's just it's really herky jerky shit. And yeah. it, it really blows out the performer intensity wise because because you are able to get all of these automated spotlights that will do all of the work of, you know, the, the spotlight operators there. And we can just cram as many as we want to in there. I mean, fucking Elton's got in this one picture one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten maybe, ten spotlights mm-hmm. on him from not even seventy feet, and it's just like even with the eye, it's hard to to really kind of see the finer details in his outfits and whatnot. Yeah, because it's just so blown out. Yeah, I mean, again, I get it. Well, no, even for the people up in the nosebleeds. They're still just going to see a little white dot.
5: Yeah, because, yeah, you've completely flushed out the entire image with way too much light, and yep. it reflects off of everything.
4: Yep. So uh, there's a, there should be a video in there. It's as much as of the uh, Rocket Man song that I could record. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, moving on, I've got a quick warm-up it's two clips back-to-back that we'll go through to kind of warm up for uh for my presentations today i got an old-school headbangers ball interview for you (laughs) i was a little i was a little concerned that it might be a touch passe to bring uh
5: classic adam curry clips to our post na show how could you i know it's great it's perfect let's do it it's i
4: i'm sure it's hilarious yeah, man, it's fucking Danzig on Hairbanger's Ball, and he's got some funny shit that I thought was appropriate for the modern times. Now, about the new, uh, the new album, I was listening uh, to the lyrics. A, a lot of it deals about, uh, or talks
1: about the people dealing with uh, uh, good and evil inside or within themselves. Uh-huh. Now, what fascinates you with this particular topic? It's
9: just uh, the whole topic.
1: Uh, anything in a, particular you'd like to? Say?
9: Um, I guess it's just man's struggle with himself. Mm-hmm. If he would just realize that he's both good and evil, he wouldn't always be down on himself so much.
1: Mm-hmm. How about um, you know when uh, there's so many evil things going on uh, in the world? You, we have uh, war and wars in different parts of the country, and whenever it's yeah, it, good, when, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's history. It's mankind. Whenever it gets into music, people always seem to freak out, though. Even though you know it's like it's happening all around us.
9: Um, I think, uh, especially music, like you're playing on tonight's show, should be a little volatile. Children are growing up. They have to learn about things, and they can't learn about it just through books. They have to learn about it through experiences.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: That's why uh, that particular period of a child's life is very turbulent because they're learning about the world. And uh, it's something that parents can't take away from them either because it's something they have to learn on their own. They'll learn when something's not right and when something is right. Mm-hmm. And the parents should just be there maybe to guide them around and say, all right, you know, help them through it.
1: So uh, are we talking here about uh, the original sin in a way?
9: Just talking about life.
4: Uh-huh. I love how matter of fact Danzig is. Just, like,
5: just talking about life, man. Time of my life, <laughs> but uh, now that and the- I like Adam Curry kind of trying to not keep up, but just like um trying to vibe with him mm-hmm. while being like a you know, hey Adam Curry, blah, blah blah MTV, but but that you know that that's not really who he is. I mean that is a part of him, but he also has this very introspective element to him. So he's trying to tap into that. You can tell. Yeah, the I I, <laughs> I thought the whole. You know what about wars and stuff you I know mean, people
4: atrocities Danzig's just like yeah it's good it's, it's humankind yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. it's what we
5: do It's <laughs> what so we do and i like how it for him it's education the music is is isn't uh influencing kids to be violent it's teaching them that the world is violent <laughs> mm. oh yes great way of putting it right that's uh, kind of what he's saying
4: so we get a little off the rails here this is even something i was like what Uh, Here's part two because
1: explain on twist of Cain, which is uh, your single and and video I mean this this of course takes me to the you know the the bad seed within all of us the the Cain Mm -hmm. and Abel uh, Yeah in the Bible would you like to elaborate on this? Do you want me to please? (laughs) Well, basically
9: um, in the original Bible before even the Jewish Bible um, Satan fathered Cain to permit um, Cain to uh, ...performed the first murder in recorded history.
1: Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're passing on history. Yeah. Okay, well, should we take a look at the video right now?
4: Yeah, great. Here we go. Danzy, Twist of Cain. Like, I like how Adam's kind of into it. Oh, he's totally into it. He's not like, oh, that's fucking nuts. That's what? No, you're crazy. No
5: way. There's no only
4: way. one Bible.
5: He's probably <laughs> He's probably cheesing his ass off. He loves it, man. Yeah. I mean, that's That's fun. Imagine saying that on TV today. Hmm. Oh, any of it. Any of the it. The Old Bible. Not this is before the Jewish Bible. This is the original Bible. You get in trouble saying something like that today. No doubt. I'm going to get an email. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone. I'm sure. Lavish at behind the uh com.
4: The. So that's what I had for. Uh, Danzig. Um danzig did uh is there anything that you wanted to say
3: hey <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, i like it <laughs> i like you you've been on a bit of a danzig stretch lately this is uh i i didn't realize i mean i knew that danzig was a smart guy but it's cool to hear some actual cuts yeah yeah he's uh this is the third or fourth time that he showed up on the show
4: it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool and, dude you know yeah uh, no heroes, no justice. But uh,
5: I dig him. Yeah, I saw a picture of him the other day with like a big thing going in his face. The big, uh... yeah, the yeah, hairdo, or yeah, the hairdo. Oh, yeah.
4: the devil's lock. Yeah, the devil's
5: lock. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of one of his things. Just the big, the big, deep thing that, of hair in front of his face. I think I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm like eighty yeah. percent sure that's his thing.
4: mm Hmm. Yep the misfits is one of the bands that really kind of took off that devil's luck made it mm-hmm. a thing yes people know i'm a rock I, and roller
5: <laughs> i I like to have fun you know <laughs> i like to have a good time i'm a pretty fun guy
4: i'm a fun guy
5: you know i do my hair like this i dress up with these studs and leather and stuff I'm a fun I, guy. I go and buy cat litter just like the rest of you <laughs> you know i put my leather pants on in the morning one foot at a time just like you you know Hey! <sighs> all right so my
4: next uh my next story comes from a couple of weeks ago oddly enough uh and by comes from a couple of weeks ago this is something that i brought up to you that uh you weren't familiar with i thought mm. it might be fun to circle back circle back circle back like a real son of a bitch um this is about one of the guns used in the manson murders hmm It's a .22 pistol, a Buntline. This gun was used at the Tate Murders, was said to be the favorite gun of Manson. Danny DiCarlo stated on the stand that this .22 caliber revolver was one of many at Spahn Ranch. DiCarlo was a former weapons instructor for the Coast Guard, a member of the family, and was the so-called armorer. Out of the 303 British Enfield rifle, a 22 rifle, 20 gauge shotgun, 30 caliber carbine, uh, carbine, excuse me, a 12 carbine. gauge riot gun, M1 carbine. That's one I want. Uh, <laughs> a submachine gun, and the 22 was the was the firearm Manson carried with him daily and fired the most. So out of Man, everything there,
5: this guy had a 303 Enfield, a 22 rifle, 20 gauge shotgun, 30 caliber carbine 12 gauge riot gun m1 carbine submachine gun and a 22 pistol this guy's in hollywood you can't do that anymore in hollywood you kidding me yeah jesus christ this guy's got an arsenal on him for for there other people are in south carolina laughing at me right now but yeah
4: yeah so the uh de carlo in this interview from the 70s said that manson got the gun by quote trading my truck for it He said that the gun disappeared in early August and he didn't know what had happened to it. So later, after the Tate Bianca murders, Stephen Weiss, who is an 11-year-old boy, found the 22 revolver on a hill behind his house in Sherman Oaks. Quote, I brought it to my dad by picking it up by the tip of the barrel because I wanted to preserve the fingerprints, the sandy-haired 6th grader testified. I was careful not to touch the rest of the gun. The police officer called to the home by the boy's father wasn't as careful, the youth said, and touched it with both hands all over the gun. The officer, the boy said, then emptied the gun of two live cartridges and seven shell casings, fingering them all. (laughs) Nice work, cop. Oh, my lord. I only have two hands, guys. So, they already...
5: LAPD for
4: you. Yeah, they already kind of botched it right there uh get on the kid for being like oh here's this random good a gun i'm not gonna like go play fucking uh cops and robbers with it i'm gonna pick it up with a stick up the, the tip of the barrel and try and preserve the fingerprints
5: <laughs> and this kid knew that in the sixth grade he knew that and this officer's like Nah, we see it all the time whatever bake him away at toys fucking whatever anyway let's continue
4: so my, my, last, uh, my last note bef- uh, before we get into some quick clips, uh, the first gun in the series, a 22 caliber 9 shot, high standard Ned buntline revolver, was the most important because it was also the most widely used and deadly. In early July of 1969, Charles Manson shot the drug dealer Bernard Crow with oh. it in an act of self-defense while attempting to mollify Crow after he was angered by being ripped off by Charles Tex Watson. That presumed fatal shooting set off the violent chain of events which eventually led to the murders on CeeLo and Waverly Drives. The same revolver was used to lethal effect at the former address, where Watson used it to shoot and bludgeon three people to death. Hmm. So we're going to get into an interview that was done By Charlie Rose in 1986 Uh, I just want to kind of set the stage with you're you're pretty caught up on uh, Manson's childhood as far as being drifting from foster home to foster home to streets to jail to foster home so on and so forth
5: Mm -hmm, mm
4: -hmm. Uh, this just kind of gives you a little insight into Manson's mindset living in that uh, constant fight-or-flight
5: when you were 16
0: uh, you were out on your own. You were making money on your own. Yeah, but you were when in trouble was, with the law. Yeah, yeah but you got to realize, when I was 16, it's not like people that you would think is 16. Why is that? Well, the person that's raised on the street at 16 years old is generally about 55 in their minds. Because they see so many experiences yeah, so quick. Yeah, you know, you know, they've done, been through more yeah. life and death situations, and, uh, and uh, they've been through 10 times more than the average person sitting there doing what yeah. their mother says going back and forth to school was life is not in a school book. Yeah. Do you want to look back at the that early period of your life and before the 60s and say, "Boy, something went wrong because I got on this track and I was in and out of prison." You know, and I went to foster homes and then my mother would take me then I'd go see my grandmother, and then I'd go back and see my mother and then she would run away and and somehow did that shape you? Did it make a difference? Did, see that that doesn't even compute my world because like there is no wrong there's no wrong i don't do any wrong i wouldn't do anything that was wrong if i did something that i would regret then i would punish myself for it and i wouldn't stand here and beat myself in the head with a hammer that wouldn't make much sense
4: so manson does no wrong we
5: should go ahead and clarify that yeah from his perspective (laughs) growing up in a a world where nothing morality is different yeah like you said. Well, in this next clip,
4: he uh, he actually kind of gets a little no agenda about it.
0: Mm, uh, Describing describing these worlds, you know. So you got a parallel universe. You got two worlds. One world, everything is a lie and everything is wrong, and you can never do anything right according to anybody else. I've never done anything right. There's always been someone to say that I wasn't right and I did it wrong. Yeah. But in the world that I live in, I've never made a uh, bad move in my whole life. In the world you have lived in. Sure. You would not rewrite any episode. No, you would not. not change anything. You do not look back and say, my God, I <laughs> took a wrong turn there. No. None of it. No. No. Not once. I
5: wouldn't be here if I did have. have you ever? Have you ever listened to this interview? Uh, I think so in the past, but...
4: The, uh, he, he, Manson goes on to talk about, uh, just kind of like, you know, how he is love and love is intelligence and intelligence is reality and so on and so forth. And, and Charlie and him get into a little bit of a tiff back and forth. But, uh, this last clip actually gets into where the 22 bunt line gun came from. So here's this, uh, Oh my God, where'd it go? This last clip.
0: I'm carrying you around, Nixon. Yeah. I still got you. Uh, 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 hey, Regan, hey, Ronnie. I didn't tell him that was your gun that shot that guy. I didn't tell him that that gun came out of that trailer that uh, came over there. I held my mud on you, down, Ronnie, your old crime partner. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? In other words, I'm intertwined in your very soul, man. You give me my rights. My father died in the battlefields for my rights. Then I go down to L.A. and some uh, some district attorney wants to get rich and make a lot of money. Yeah. He's got something to sell and good. He dumps it over on me and so okay. Yeah. There's only one poor guy down here. He's nobody. And they overlooked the fact that I had already been brother in this penitentiary for 22 years. I speak big in the yard out there. But, but did they overlook that fact or not? Sure they overlooked it. Well, they, how did they overlook it? They took my rights, man. Yeah. You don't take my rights. You'd rumble the graveyard from yeah, here to the unknown so But soldiers. you respect power and the system works this way. The state has power and if in fact you violate the laws of the state, they have the power to put you away. Sure. You respect that. Sure. I did for twenty-two years. That's, that's right. why that's why I'm mad. That's why I'm mad. I held that up. And when I was a child, I used to be crying and bitching, right. and the old man said, did You do the crime, boy, and I said, Yeah, and he said, Well, shut up and do your time.
4: The gun came from Ronald Reagan, as you heard him claim. He stole the gun or was, traded the gun. That I wasn't actually able to nail down. But according to the word of Manson, Ronald Reagan, who was governor at the time, his firearm was used in the murder, murders of the Manson case.
5: I mean, Reagan or, or Reagan's guys, Reagan's people. Right? Yeah. That's the idea. He's trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing is, There's two kind of ways to look at this. Manson's just saying shit so that he can get a rise out of people and continue to do whatever he's doing. Or there's also the fact that Reagan is a super shady, (laughs) super shady guy who was a a CIA man from the very beginning and Uh, was proud of it. Uh, You never know what that guy got into. I mean, other than the Iran-Contra affair, which we know he got into (laughs) for a fact.
4: Yeah. Servo got in with the boost L.I. 2222. Thank you for the the boost there. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I have got to go and uh, be off to somewhere as it stands right now. So we're going to wrap up for today. Thanks again to Sir Bemrose for uh, hooking us up on the stream. And again, Dave Jones for making that magic happen.
5: Yeah, thanks uh, so much. Uh, you check out Curiocaster—that's what we streamed on live today—and then also, of course, on the to stream. So thanks, Sir Bemrose, Adam, John, Void Zero. Yep, all you guys. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah—that was episode ninety for you.
4: I get a real finger of a topic next week. We're gonna do. Uh... We're going to do some alien stuff. It's the story that Sir Spencer sent us
5: to get excited for it. Mm, Shall do. Shall do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get down. uh, We'll be... uh, So we're going to be around tomorrow night, correct? Yeah. Uh, We don't know if it's going to be recorded as an official episode, but we will be around at our usual time tomorrow, Monday night, 7.30 p.m. uh, Pacific time. Lit just there yeah it's gonna be a good time thanks again to
4: uh or thank you to the obdm folks that showed up in our chats we see you there we appreciate it
5: yes thanks to everybody in the chat
4: good old thanks time everybody old producers it's awesome troll room thank you oh my god yep all right. all right thanks everybody we'll catch you next time have a good one
5: all right that's been booberry and i've been lavish good day what is bts pulp punk sciency
0: conspiracy hypothesizing